0: absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombas big comfort for everyone go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase.
0: Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1034. This is posting around Thanksgiving time as is evidenced by the fact that I am recording this intro in the car while my wife is inside grabbing another turkey because we're having people over and uh she was concerned we might not have enough so (laughs) in a parking lot right now if you hear honking then (laughs) people shouting in the parking lot that's just holiday cheer you guys because the holidays have descended fast upon us it's all of a sudden cold but that's okay, because there's a lot to be thankful for. I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful uh, for this podcast, and for the fact that I'm coming to Tacoma, Washington, December 12, 13, 14, to the Tacoma Comedy Club. Uh, just go online and get tickets to that. Or you can go to id10t.com slash tour. And uh, also, let's talk about what you're up to on the ID10T Community Board. Events at id10t.com is how you would uh, email for that. This is from Stephanie, who writes... I created Dibs on Blue to make board gaming more accessible for deaf people. I do board game tutorials and playthroughs all in ASL, but episodes are also voiced and captioned so that everyone can enjoy them. Some of your listeners may be ASL teachers like me, interpreters, or have deaf friends, family, etc., but really anyone can enjoy it, so it would be awesome if they knew Dibs on Blue was out there. I would appreciate if I could get a shout-out. Shout-out achieved! Uh, I created the YouTube channel with the hope of the hobby could be more inclusive. Uh, I'd love for more people to know that there's room for deaf nerds too. Oh Stephanie, that is a wonderful, wonderful thing that you're doing, and I am so happy that we saw it. So happy to promote it and I hope that uh, that people go go find it on YouTube. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. This episode is Kristen Bell who is promoting Frozen 2 uh, in theaters now, and also NBC's The Good Place, which is currently in its fourth and final season. Um, Kristen, of course, is uh, married to Dak Shepard, who is also someone that I adore, and they're just good people. I don't know what to say, you know, like they're both doing so well in their careers and it's so deserved and they're just good, they're good examples of how people should be and in particularly how people should be successful in this business. So absolute pleasure to have her on. By the way, side note, we recorded this Halloween day, uh, so if you hear some references to the Halloween holiday, that is why, and uh, please enjoy the id 10 podcast number 1034 with the incredible and talented and wonderful Kristen Bell
1: initiating ID 10T protocol The architect, I think, was uh, perhaps on LSD when he designed it. And there's a lot of, like, triangle rooms, I guess you'd call them. And so, like, my closet's a triangle. Dex's closet's a triangle. The girls are... Clo- it's just, like, sort of bizarre. But we're like, you know what? I'd take that weirdness over a new build. Absolutely. Any day.
0: Absolutely, because it, it anything that's old and has a personality and a story to it is... Uh, I mean, I, I I drone on and on about how much I hate new... And then like when people buy an old house and they make it modern, it just drives me it just drives me crazy. I mean
1: like update it, but like don't ever get rid of a door like that. I mean right. that's
0: Yeah, because there are the there,
1: coolest door I've ever There seen.
0: were things in the twenties like you know, people had five outfits and yeah. so there were there were no closets. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. obviously...
1: we do people have more than five outfits now? N-
0: no, everyone has been... Okay, good. Because uh, yeah, everyone... I'm up to
1: four and a half. I'm almost at five. <laughs> four, four and a half? I'm almost four, at five, yeah. Just cut
0: a dress in just half. Cut oh, a dress
1: yeah. in half. I got jammy <laughs> Well, my jammies serve as jammies and...
0: Do you an guys outfit. get... Because you're... We don't get trick-or-treaters here, but do you get trick-or-treaters in, in your area?
1: No, we've never gotten trick-or-treaters.
0: Unbelievable. So do you go out to trick or treat?
1: Yeah, we go out to like... Um, Toluca Lake, we have mm-hmm. friends that live in like Sherman Oaks, Toluca Lake area, and there's um like sort of a square of eight streets by eight streets where I believe there's either a lot of creative people or a lot of like set designers, mm-hmm. prop masters, and they just make it so cool, and they put like, you know, on the one modern house on the street, they'll put up a uh like uh Jack Skellington movie that like plays, and nice. then they just do like haunted mazes in the front, so we usually do that, but this year... Another friend who's a prop master did a carnival in her backyard. Oh my gosh! So we're gonna bring all the kids there, order pizza, and hope that they don't remember we're supposed to go door to door, and just like have fun in the backyard. I have
0: to say, I would be ter- I would be kind of nervous to um, to put in like a haunted house or a haunted house because I just feel like uh, one kid's gonna fall and then their parents are gonna be like. Fuck you, I'll see you in court. No, like, they're oh, so durable
1: no. those kids. They're so durable. Good. Yeah, they're
0: like very, very, Your very Honor, durable. Your Honor Kids yeah. are durable. They're
1: honestly they're so durable. <laughs> it's like
0: whatever. The Well Tug Lake is the area where there would be a lot of because all the studios are there, so of course, yes, there are yeah. prop builders there. There's uh, effects people there. Yeah,
1: and they make it really cool.
0: It's a hotbed of uh, of crafty activity over in yeah. that side of town. I dig it. It's L. A. LA is interesting. I don't know if other cities are like this, but L. A. Is the sort because there's a lot of dead neighborhoods in terms of like holiday stuff. Yeah, and so there's a lot of um, like going to, like going to other neighborhoods, going across town. But I don't uh-huh. know if that's you grew up in Detroit. Detroit?
1: Yeah. Detroit um well we my family always celebrated the holidays in a very big way cuz my mom is very into decorating and anything weird. She loves anything that's weird and original. Like she made all of our Halloween costumes and she always decorates. Uh she does like she like studied how to do face paint, to do like mm-hmm. really intricate face paint. So um she kind of taught me to go for broke at the holidays. Good, good. Um But yeah, I, I grew up actually in an entirely Jewish neighborhood. Okay. It was like the only, the time Gentile and they, <laughs> uh, there wasn't a ton of decorations at all but our house was the one that was. It was
0: the only one that didn't have blue lights in Correct. December. Right,
1: Correct.
0: Is <laughs> it <laughs> so easy to tell like, ah, Which one's Kristen's
1: house? Oh, never mind. I see it. I see it. It's
0: the one with the Santa Claus on. You're lucky because most, uh, I feel like that is generationally passed down. My parents are very cool. They did like the holidays a lot, but they weren't like big Halloween people. Uh-huh. So when Lydia and I have kids, they're in it. They're going to be in it. it. Yeah, and they're not going to. They're going to. I hope they like it.
1: They're going to have no choice. No. Well, you know what? It's like my kids love to be weird, and I love that they love to be weird, and all I'm doing is encouraging that.
0: Good. You Good. know what I mean? <laughs>
1: They're just so, they just, and I think maybe I get this from my mom, but like my mom, when I was in college, she used to send me, um, you know, everyone's. Parents send them like a cookie tin Mm -hmm. at at the holidays. She sent me a cookie tin and I opened it up, but it was um she had gone around the neighborhood and collected cicada shells. Do you know what cicadas are? They're like dead bugs. Yes, yes. And that was it. And one time she sent me, she had a thing with taxidermy. She also sent me um a little box, because she knows I love animals, and she said, I found you a pet you could keep in your dorm room. (laughs) I hope it survived on the food and water. I open it up. It's a dead lizard. Oh, fantastic. And she found it in the backyard. And I know that this is my genetics. She went into the backyard, saw a dead lizard, and the first thought she had was, I'm
0: going to send this to my daughter. Well, I don't uh, I don't know. Uh, this, it's interesting that you have said that exact thing. So this lizard, um, we were up in our bedroom, which is a couple stories up, and I looked out the window down in the pool and I saw something at the bottom of the pool. And I turned to Lydia. I barely got the words... I think there's a lizard in the... P- and there was a puff of smoke where she was standing. And before I knew it was happening, she was in her bathing suit, diving into the pool to try to save this lizard. And so I have pictures of her literally trying to give it mouth to mouth. She had it on its <gasps> back, and she was like poking its chest and trying to breathe into its mouth. And I was like, Liz, it's, it's gone. It's
1: gone. And we lost him. He we passed. lost
0: him. It's yeah, c- Call it what time yeah, of death? Yeah, time of death. And, um, and so I basically took this gorgeous lizard... Um, You know, as you can see, we have a lot of vintage taxidermy here, yeah. and so we have a guy, and I said, can you – because I, I wanted to do, like, a, a King George and the Dragon sort of a thing, so I got this, like, King George and the Dragon skull, and, ha- and he – P- place the lizard in his final resting place wrapped around this. That's
1: it, First of all, it's beautiful. Second of all, I love that I can see that a lot of the things here have like a meaning behind them. They it. all do, yeah. And in the, because pro- <laughs> we're in the process of moving and all the things that don't have meaning, I'm like, that's trash. Right. You, can, you can give that away it's to very anybody. Very Marie of you. Uh, well, thank you because it just doesn't bring me joy. But I hope <laughs> that my, I think my kids are on the road to thinking like this. Like, things should have meaning. They should have fun behind them. You should be a little bit weird. I love encouraging that and yep. they um yeah they're they're into halloween because of that in fact my my uh they've lately been very into pranks good and i'm working with it because um like early on last year the pranks were like Oh, God, there's so many of them. Um, they they scotch taped a bunch of pieces of gum to my chair, but they were <laughs> but they were unchewed gum, so they weren't sticky yet, right? And they didn't have the brain capacity to understand chew it, then stick it, and thank God they didn't. <laughs> So they just scotch taped a bunch of pieces and I was like, mm, I think I'll sit down here. And they were like, <laughs> and then a couple of months ago, they um, called me into their bedroom. They were like, will you check on us in about 15 minutes? And usually I'm like, sure. You know, it's eight o'clock. Sure. I'm happy to. And they had put toilet tissue squares leading from the door to their bed and a squirt of toothpaste on each one so sure. that I'd obviously be caught in the mess sure
0: sure sure you got me did you go along with it
1: I did and Good. I was like oh my gosh my foot is squishy I always give them a big <laughs> a big show and um a couple nights ago they they I was making them dinner and I they were getting along that's how I knew there was trouble sure they were absolutely giggling they were they together. were they
0: were conspiring something's wrong yep
1: they eat the dinner they go mom we want to snuggle in your bed before we go to sleep and i was like okay great I walk into the bedroom as a side story my older one jumps on the bed knocks over this lamp this like half marble half wood lamp that crashes there's now there's a glass light bulb all over the it's rug. a great prank it's a great <laughs> prank and i was like and the rug is kind of shaggy i was like well for the foreseeable future i will have glass in my feet that's fine let's let's just you know dyson it up and mm-hmm. get into sure. bed I pull back the sheet of my bed. They have dumped a gallon of water onto my mattress. Water, water from a bucket. My mattress is, Saturated, okay. Oh, no. And then there are a bunch of tiny pumpkins and like their dirty underwear. Okay. <laughs> what? And it was a melting pot. Of Sounds stupidity. like a tour bus. Just it, PS. It, it was. I mean, I was like, <laughs> guys, great prank. Um, in the future when we do pranks, let's think about ahead about how much cleanup it'll be for the pranky.
0: That's funny. So in their minds, a prank is put things where they shouldn't be. Correct. And how crazy will that... They
1: hide bugs a lot. And this is something that, again, their grandma taught them. My mom, who loves taxidermy, loves yep. bugs. My mom once found two huge cockroaches... Not only felt the need to bring them back from Florida, but tied string around their neck and made a music video about how they'd taken over my room. Do you have this video? 100%. Oh, I'll God, give it to you. I'll give it to you. And so they hide these co- – grandma gives them these plastic cockroaches. So they sometimes tape them to the inside of my um, medicine cabinet. So that when I open it up, they swing at me. They put them in my underwear drawer. They put it – so they often hide bugs like little scorpions or cockroach rubber rubber ones in my bed or something. So putting Jesus. things under the sheets
0: is a is a big thing. So for them. you basically are raising the Weasley twins. Hellions, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Dennis the Menace, we used to the little one, because she's always been such a pistol, uh, and it's a girl we used to call we used to call her Denise the Menise. <laughs> <laughs> but last night, this whole long winded story about pranks is cause last night I crawl into bed with my six year old and she goes, Mom, 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 we gotta do this to dad. And I go, What? And she goes, mind you, she's six. I didn't think this would come about till like twelve or thirteen. She goes, Okay, do we have something called saran wrap? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. She goes, perfect. The next time daddy goes to pee, we have to put it over <laughs> the toilet. That's a that's a, that's a high level. That's drink. what I thought. Yeah. I was like, this shouldn't be till you're a teenager. And I go, where did you hear this? And she's like, Someone at school told me. So She obviously has a knack for mischief. Mm -hmm. We're obviously gonna do it to Dax. Yeah, of course. Um, But you know, I just was kind of shocked that she was. They're they're maturing faster than I thought. Wait, I just can I just ask
0: one sort of logistical question about the saran wrap toilet gag? what if Dax is in the mood for a number two?
1: Well, he always is, almost always. <laughs> Good um, to know. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I guess it just is a better prank then? <laughs> I guess. Is <laughs> that answer your question? A, yeah. It's just a, it's a greater prank, I guess. It's worth more points. I guess it, I think it's probably worth more yeah, points. Yeah, that actually yeah. would be worth a lot it's more points. It's worth two points instead of one.
0: That That probably goes from the from the outside of the door you just hear a oh to a Jesus Christ yes 100% really elevates and that's cute
1: also that you think we're allowed to shut the door because when you have kids you you cannot shut the door because they're always in it and their their fingers are slipping they're slipping you notes and they're manipulative too because sometimes when I'm in there and I'm like please can I have five minutes of privacy they slip notes under the door and they write in like jagged chicken scratch you are a great person (laughs) and then I'm like Aww. And I open the door. Come on in here. Who they know how to wouldn't get. Who would
0: want you. to have positive reinforcement while using the bathroom? My only question about the the sort of the um, the uh, the the punked episode that is your home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is what um what do you do if maybe you're tired? Maybe those times when you're having a human moment, you kind of don't have time to clean up a water saturated mattress.
1: Y- yeah, and, well, but you've
0: already established like mommy enjoys these
1: uh-huh. and you
0: can't be like well
1: you just breathe deep you um, you have to do some pre-production on your life and you have to read the books there's a book I'm about to read called how to stop losing your shit with your kids um, you have to take yourself outside of it like when you're having sure. surgery and you're floating above your body mm-hmm. watching the doctor that's what you have yeah. to do you have to yeah. float above your body and go this is their brain development this is them discovering what works what doesn't how to have fun how to be unique, and you just have to stay in that mentality.
0: A near-death experience mentality? Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. good. That makes sense. Having
1: kids is a near-death experience at <laughs> all times. Time. It's like, no, actually, you know what it is? It's like like every morning getting them ready for school. It's a it's a, like a hostage negotiation. Sure. But I'm the hostage.
0: Yeah. Of course, yeah. But you are also the negotiator at the Both. same time. yes. Yeah. 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 So you have to do double duty. Yeah. Here's yeah. why it would be beneficial for you to... What can we do to what make this happen? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I
1: try... You know, I'm like... I, you know, my little, my five-year-old wanted to shave the side of her head. And I'm like, great, it's your body, it's your choice. I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm not old school that I'll tell you how to wear your hair. If you want to do that, great. But then the my body, my choice thing bit me in the ass because I was like, put your shoes on, we're ready to go to school. I'm not going to do that, it's my body, my choice. And I'm like, (laughs) bitch, that is not
0: how it works. No, the shoes are not part Um, of the equation. But also, do you, (laughs) I'm just wondering if like, if your child shaved half her head and went to school, is there any sort of, Part of you that's like, is the school going to ask me if everything's okay? No, she looks dope. No, you know what?
1: She's so much cooler than I could ever have been or ever imagined. Like She saw some skater doll or skater Barbie or something that had a shave, and she was like, that's titties. I'm going to do it. And then she asked us, and I said... You're allowed to do whatever you want because it's your hair and it's your body. Of course. I just want you to know it'll take a year to grow in. Sure. You understand that. I want you to think about it for a couple hours. She said, then she came back and said, I thought about it. And Dax took the clippers and gave her a shave and it's it's so awesome
0: that's really fantastic yeah. that's some good parenting actually
1: well we're trying I mean look it's a weird it's a weird thing to be in charge of someone else and I don't know that I'd say I'm good at it but I, I gather a lot of information and in the I read a recent parent this is a parenting podcast
0: right Yep, that's right um, The read- parenting podcast by the people with no kids yes. Chris and Lydia
1: I am um, uh, read a book called the gift of failure and it's all about how like they're supposed to feel embarrassment and failure and shame and those are good things because it helps them learn how to like create a a code and like a human code and have like decency and so lately i've been really like letting them sit in their embarrassment saying it's okay to feel embarrassed you should feel embarrassed i'd feel embarrassed if i did that too sure and like they sit in it for a minute and then i do feel like it's working like rather than like um ripping them away from it being like it's fine it's fine it's fine then like they're gonna stay jerky
0: well and then also Because there are unavoidable situations in life where you might get embarrassed or feel like you failed or whatever. Yeah. And then they're not gonna have the coping mechanism exactly. for that. And when their brain is more formed and it's harder to to rewire stuff. Yeah, and then, it
1: really truly is hard to rewire oh, yeah, 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 Yeah. But they used a great example in that book where they um they said, like if you got, you know, two three year olds and they're in the sandbox together, let's say it's you and me, and I throw sand at you and you start crying and both of our parents remove us and say, Let's Take them away from this. I never got the chance to see you cry. Mm -hmm. I never got the chance to witness how upset you were. You never got the chance to sort of tell me off, and I needed to feel shame to know that it's not right to throw sand at people. And I was like, Yeah, that's so obvious. How could I not have thought about that?
0: Always throw sand at people
1: if you can. That's the takeaway. I think
0: that's okay. This (laughs) book sounds like it might be good just for adults.
1: Your kids are going to be great. (laughs) Your (laughs) kids (laughs)
0: are going to be great. Always. So what I'm reading here in this book is that you're helping that kid if you throw sand in his face. Bingo. Yeah, that's that's the perfect way to go. I read. Realize, by the way, uh, the, I have a deep embarrassment. First of all, I've known your husband a long time. I adore him. Uh, I must have known him for like, gosh, 20 years almost. And um, I just remembered oh, – I'm so embarrassed about this. He did the – he recorded the podcast like in February. It's okay to be embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's already in use. Yeah. yeah. I can sit in it for a second. Yeah. And now I feel like it's okay. Yeah. He was he he came over and did the podcast like in February and it just never got released because it wasn't around anything he was promoting <gasps> and a bunch of other people – because the way the podcast works now is that publicists pitch people. People come on and they of go, course, it yeah. has to go up this time because this book is coming out, this movie, this TV show. And it just got buried. And I realized t- yesterday when you were coming on, I'm like, oh, yeah, because Dax was on that. Oh fuck! That never posted. Oh shit! Not that he cares. No,
1: he. Don't, but you but know I what? Feel bad. Bank it. Because listen, I my husband is a podcaster as well. I know those moments where you're like, oh shit! I have a ton of other work to do. I don't have anyone to release this week. Bank it. <laughs> I'm an, do you I, know I think what I, I mean? Should
0: release it the same week as yours. Do it. And just as as sort of an but but it was great. And he, you know, it's it's been such an interesting. Um, the the podcast journey for him too must have been so crazy because his caught like fire Im- immediately.
1: Did he tell you the I mean the the story behind it from my perspective is he was this was before he was on doing bless this mess and he was like I think I think I'm gonna start a podcast <laughs> and my response I kid you not and here's where I'm embarrassed I was like. And picture me putting my hand on his, right? Yeah. I said, sweetie, that is so cute. A garage podcast. That's what everyone's doing. You should do it. Honey, I love that but idea. But you should get a real
0: job, though. But Danilo, Think about it. That's so
1: cute. You love to talk. I was like, oh, I basically patted him on the head. Cut to three months later, they were like, oh, yeah, we've got a couple million listeners. And I was like, what? 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 Yeah. And I was so happy for him, obviously, but... He and Monica, who's our mutual best friend, just kind of knew what they were doing and had a flair. And it, I, I was shocked and also so excited for him.
0: Yeah, well, because it, you know, particularly in Dax's case, it's sort of the, the 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 sum total of, you know, years of improv training, therapy, experience, yeah, relationship experience, and the fact that he was willing to not only just not like try to copy what anyone else was doing, but just be authentically himself and just have on guests that were interesting to him. Like that's the secret sauce. He was the most authentic version of Dax and that's, that's why it works.
1: That's kind of always who he's been, which is why I don't, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm shocked because I did know he's such a good talker. He loves to talk. And to be honest, the podcast has been a bit of a relief for me because I don't get as much at night because he loves to debate. He loves to talk. And sometimes at night I'm like, "Hi, I'm so, I love you. I'm so tired. I can't, I just can't have a 45 minute conversation right now, you know, you just but start a podcast? just, can you please just start a garage podcast or something? And, um, no, but he's so good at it and he's. The the best quality and his leading quality, the greatest thing about him is he just loves honesty. He doesn't believe in anything being taboo. He's so honest, even about hard truths, things that are hard to digest. He can sit in his embarrassment beautifully. <laughs> and bringing that to, yeah, a place like a podcast is cool because he says a lot of things that people are shocked. He talks about like his sobriety mistakes and sure. you know or his alcoholic mistakes. And it's shocking to people that he's like – admitting a lot of things
0: yeah but that and you know just to keep the theme of like sitting in your embarrassment it's how these types of topics like how can other people learn or feel connected because everyone has the the, maybe it's not always sobriety but everyone has the i did this dumb thing or Uh, i you know like i made a mistake or i embarrassed myself and not have an outlet and in a society where i feel like it's so easy to jump at people and try to correct
1: a hundred percent. We like, jump down each other's throats yeah. all the time. Well, in the reality, he's, he studied cultural anthropology and specialized in primatology. We are monkeys. Yes, We of are course. monkeys. We stare at our alphas yep. and we try to mimic each other. That's what we do. It's how we're built. It's in our right. DNA. I think they did a study with – I mean, I'm pulling this out of my ass, but it was in one of my parenting books um, – that no probably wasn't a parenting book now that i'm thinking of the example it's probably a different book but they they did a study on like macaques or something and they gave them the option to look at a picture of their um alpha in their um tribe or have a juice box mm-hmm. and they always Chose the looking at the alpha. They under no circumstance would look at a beta, a picture of a beta. The monkey would not stare at a picture of a beta. They were like, that's a waste of time. The only thing that the male monkeys chose to look at over the picture of an alpha and the juice box was a picture of the macaque's female genitalia. What? If you guys can't see that we are all monkeys, I don't know what the fuck is going on. What game are we playing? The, we're just monkeys, you guys. We got to understand it.
0: So, uh, I'm starting the Instagram account Macaque VJs. Macaque
1: vajay-jays. And yes, uh,
0: yeah. it's going to just all the followers are just all macaque. It's like 20 million macaque t- followers. You're
1: going to get you're going to get so many macaque followers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at all Can that macaque pose, you guys. And you've got <laughs> to.
1: I mean, they've got to. I mean, they,
0: they can't help it. They, They're wired they for it. They
1: literally, and so are we. And I'm just saying, once we start in a place of understanding that, like, sex stuff is going to be weird for people always and intriguing and, like, you're going to have addiction stuff and you don't – it's okay to feel shame and it's okay to talk about it. And it's just all the taboo stuff. I'm over it. I will yeah, not talk about anything. Of
0: course, which is, which is great because it – you know, especially with, with your kids, you want them to feel like they can be open, Hell I would yeah. imagine, and talk. But then also, at the same time, were you ever concerned about sort of playing the curve like, oh, if our kids are really cool now, are they going to rebel when they're teens and like...
1: I'm, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Well, what I have a bigger problem with is I look at my kids sometimes... Well, first of all, I love to say stuff to my kids. Like, one time I looked at my six-year-old and I was like, do you know all your teeth are going to fall out? <laughs> <sighs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what? What? They're all gonna fall no. out. Yeah, but then, but then gonna no more teeth fall out. So I have fake yeah. teeth.
1: So but I also um I like to tell them when they're when they roll their eyes at me cuz you know they don't like it when I sing in the house at all. They don't really like to talk about anything frozen related. Really? Uh-huh. Because again, we're monkeys, it is in your DNA to reject your parents so that you can assimilate with a larger tribe. That is in their DNA. So and um I look at them and I'm like you have no
0: idea how cool I am,
1: okay? <laughs> you might never realize how cool I am, but I'm, like, a very cool mom, okay? Have no idea
0: how many other kids wish I was their mom.
1: Honestly. And they're like, okay, mom, get out of my room. And I'm like, you just know it.
0: Okay, I'm cool. But also how kind of funny for you as a parent that I'm sure they go to a lot of kid functions where the Frozen soundtrack probably plays, mm-hmm. and they have to be like, ugh. I get it.
1: I know. I get it. I mean, I th- I would I would like to think that when they hear it they're like, "Oh, that's my mom." That's my mom. But we've had very specific conversations with them about like bragging and that we can't like act like we have a leg up just cuz we just cuz Mommy's doing that project. And I started talking about it because I when when we said cuz they're doing a play right now and it happens to be Frozen Junior, and I said, "When we audition for the play, you can't say that Mommy was in Frozen." And they said, <laughs> "Why?" And I said, because we don't want to make anyone feel like uh, we like they're less than, or that we know more. We don't want to create a rift. We don't. We don't want anyone to feel bad, basically. Mm-hmm. And Dax chimed in, ever the honest most honest person in our household. And he goes, no, no, I'm going to do you one better. Lincoln, here's the reason you can't mention it. Because when you brag, people get jealous. When they're jealous, they're mean to you. And we don't want people to be mean to you.
0: Ooh, that's that's pretty and great. Was,
1: it's so great because he broke it down with like three key words. She understood it and they don't mention it. I guess it
0: probably is for a, a, a small child to understand the concept, like to understand that kind of complicated adult dynamic of um, – uh, you know, like superior, like perceived superiority, yeah. hierarchy. Uh, um, contempt. Yeah. You know, but just and to say also, like, or people will be mean to you.
1: That's why he's so good at it. And he's such a good parent because he breaks things down in such a, in, in just a wonderful way. But they also don't really know what any of those words truly mean yet because a lot of them are like emotional meanings. Mm-hmm. And um, they're still working on like nouns, you sure. know? So this sure. is a table. I get it. And I know the definition they of They got table. saran
0: wrap down though. They got that, saran that's, that's wrap. A, that's pretty high end.
1: But he, um, I remember Lincoln, Lincoln, uh, This was a couple months ago, but Lincoln, our oldest is six years old now, uh, was in the podcast attic with Dax and she said, and Monica, who's Dax's co-host is very involved in our life. I mean, she's like my sister, she's like their aunt, she's with them every day and they love each other. And he, Lincoln said, do people listen to your podcast to, to hear you or Monica? And Dax said, well, I think both because we're both valuable on the podcast, um, Maybe they tune into the podcast because it says my name and I'm more famous. And she goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're famous!" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, honey. I mean, well, yeah, because of the work we do, people know who we are. And you know, why do you think people sometimes, when we're out in public, ask me and mommy for
0: pictures?" And she goes, "Whoa, mommy's famous!" <laughs> That's it. You just hit her twice with with, with like and serious it information. Blew
1: her mind. And yet, I think she doesn't understand what the word means. Like, it wasn't like she was in awe for more than 60 seconds. It's just like she heard the word famous at school and that meant something. And then she was like, I guess that's what my parents are. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, because... The whole thing's
0: weird. How would... Well, it's weird anyway. But then, yes. But then trying to explain that to a child and sort of having that, having to... Because I have, of course, you know, I have a lot of friends who have kids who are very well off and do very well in the business. And they're like... Uh, you know, like I want to, you know, like I want to get special treatment when we go to amusement parks because I hate lines, but I don't want my kids to turn into assholes, and it's like that kind of the push and pull. You of, gotta ugh. do the
1: ladder. You gotta you gotta prioritize the ladder because here's the thing: we have, I mean, we have a relatively small house, which is fine. We love it. It's uh, three bedrooms. Uh, I make them share a room. the The third bedroom is for grandma when she comes, and they share a room because. Uh, I read in one of my parenting books um, That you should always have your children Getting over something Working through something They should always have a strife It's good for them And I was like They are going to Get treated like gold So many fun people come over They're always nice to them They come to work with me People give them little toys Here's the new Minions movie coming out Take a Minion When you go home You're going to have to share a room with your sister And you're going to have to work it out And that shit's hard And she's annoying And deal with it And also, we don't ever let them cut in line, ever. Like, when they come to work with me, and I do this because I find this to be a priority in my life, but, like, you know, when you're on a set, they try to bring you to the front of the lunch line. We don't do that, and... I think that it's going to help their characters develop. I remember, do you know Rob McElhaney? Oh, yes. Yes. So, who created It's Always Sunny? He has such a funny story, and I'm probably butchering it, but I remember he said he took his son to like Disneyland or something, and they were waiting in line, and his son looked at him and was like, Dad, can't we cut the line? And like, because you're famous? <laughs> and Rob looked down, and he goes, I'm famous. You're not famous. You're a piece of shit. We're waiting in this line. I, I'm famous. I, I did 40 years of work. So if you want to go on the ride, we're going to wait in the line. I don't.
0: Actually, you're holding me back now that yeah, I think honestly, about it. I mean, if we're really being honest about it. I mean, and it. I'm sure he was
1: nicer about it. But the, you know, it, 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 it's sort of, it's a hard thing to teach your kids that you have to earn something. Sure. You know, that things don't just come to you. And I'm working on it, but there are a lot of things that it pains me to say no to them all the time because I want to give them the world. Of course. I think I'm I'm not going to make bad people. I'm not going to have kids that are a bad hang. I'm not.
0: No, that's a great way to think about it is that you want to make kids who are a good hang.
1: Yes. I don't give a shit if they can do math or even spell. I just want them to be a good hang.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: truly all I care about. Because if they
0: are, they'll be able to navigate most things yeah. in life. Yeah. If they're able to do that. Yeah, that's the the thing that scares me most about parenting is that it's it almost feels like you have this um weird literal genie living in your house. And any kind of offhanded comment you make, they just translate in the most literal way yeah. and absorb and the things you don't even realize that you may have said, and they just hear it, and then it just imprints yeah, in their yeah, brain. Yeah. It's and then like- you're
1: like, can I take it back? And, but again, <laughs> Dax has the best ways of dealing with this because I remember we don't really edit ourselves and we swear like normal human beings. Sure. And I remember one time, um, like my oldest called her little sister or something, a fucky fuck. And, <laughs> and I was... Uh, You know perplexed as to how to handle it and and dax just kind of stood at the top of her uh top bunk and laid his head on the the bar and looked at her and he goes listen uh here's the thing you're six years old and uh there's some stuff you're not going to be able to do till you're older right you can't drive my car you can't vote you can't drink alcohol you can't swear okay and she was like okay
0: oh my god that's amazing (laughs)
1: I mean, he just breaks it down so practically.
0: (laughs) That's really nice to hear. It is because it, again, just... I, I mean, I think as long as you can talk to your kids normally, like people... Yeah. ...then they'll listen, I would imagine. Yeah. Rather than... Because the second you're you make a big deal out of something, yeah. it's going to fascinate them. Or
1: if you make too small a deal out of something, like if you don't give them context, you know, if you just say like, you because you have to eat your broccoli, it's like, no, say, look, if you eat nothing but muffins, your brain is not going to grow correctly. There's vitamins and minerals in that you need to, you know, like you have to, I find that it's really healthy to give your kids context too of like why you're telling them to do something.
0: And does it ever fly if you just say like, if you, if you run out of a good reason, can you say like, but just because I'm telling you and I'm your parent and you have have used to- it a
1: couple of times, but it doesn't usually, they push back. They're real strong-willed.
0: Interesting. They're Dax Shepard's children. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dax strong-willed. Oh, my God. God. I'm not hundred percent. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Angie's list is now Angie. And we've
0: heard a lot of theories about why I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic.
1: Must be a tech thing, but those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com.
0: That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I couldn't remember if I had ever met you. before. I feel like maybe I must I feel have. I like
1: maybe too, but I don't know. I feel like we've maybe interacted on social media possibly Probably before.
0: In the, but years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social media was just like fun and people were having a good time on correct. there. And correct, correct. <laughs> and yeah. it didn't turn into a shouting match. Yeah. Uh yeah probably years ago but I'm sure at a comedy shows or I don't know it I was really trying to remember because I feel like we've been at things before or like Largo or like comedy things yeah maybe but I just I, I just don't know did you ever do you you didn't you didn't have like an improv comedy background or anything
1: no nothing I have a zero background but so you were just
0: like net. Na- I guess so you're just a naturally funny, riffy person.
1: Kind of. I mean I yeah, I don't if that's your definition, sure. I think I I I go for broke and fall flat on my face a lot. But I think um I um I've always been a people pleaser. I've always liked making people laugh. And in my head, I would just spin the best ways to be funny and the ways that were the most authentic to me. And then I studied theater um, and did a ton of theater in high school. Then went to – I studied music in college, music Mm -hmm. and theater, and um, then left college to do my first show in New York. So I have no formal training in anything other than being a goof.
0: Well, that's good because I'm sure you probably – Anyone who has the sort of goof gene or the comedy gene mm-hmm. knows the pain of when you're growing up and then you realize like, oh, not everyone does that. Yeah. Because you'll drop you know, you'll you'll drop some jokes. Like my friend just got like just moved to the to England, got married. She's a comedian, so one of my favorite people in the world. And she is like, Oh, my husband's British friends are not comedy people, because she'll just like drop Jokes and rips or whatever, and they're Crickets. it's they're just like oh, you know. Oh, and yeah. then <laughs> she's like, "Oh fuck!" And I go, "Yeah, that's right. Not everyone. Not everyone
1: is. I know, but it's I get uh, disillusioned a little bit because I I or maybe that's not the right word. I, I hang out with so many people that love to do that because those are the people I gravitate towards. Sure. you know the people who will just start some weird improv game with me or riff on something on the street, and I, those are the people I'm drawn to. So I don't. um I don't spend a ton of time with many buttoned up people. So yeah, I guess what's that like?
0: Well, it's just, it's (laughs) that feeling of, um, you know, the, you say something and then people are like, Okay, you know, mm. where there's like the, okay, whatever. That's painful, that's painful. But I imagine, so, okay, this might be a weird question, but I'm genuinely curious because you're such a friendly person and you're so, You obviously you said you're a people pleaser, and now, listen, you and Dax are famous people. Like, people love what you do, they love you, they want to be around you because they love your work. And so how, how, how do you create healthy boundaries uh-huh. around people who might otherwise take advantage of folks who are nice and open you know because you you probably what I would imagine if someone's nice or if you'd probably just be like hey let's hang out or whatever
1: well the that's where the kids come in and are sort of a great excuse I mean the way that uh, I guess we Dax and I both have a good barometer about people we think mm-hmm. but we're uh, just <laughs> On the polar ends of the spectrum, because um, we will pass someone on the street. This is his example that I 'm quoting, sure. and he says, when we walk by someone on the street, you look at that person he I look at that person and say, "That person could cure cancer." and he <laughs> looks at that person and goes, "That person might have just taken my wallet <laughs> But somehow we both, despite that we, uh, he's a natural pessimist and I'm a natural optimist. We, we have good instincts about people. And the reality is the, the group of friends, the like good core group of, you know, 15 people that I hang out with, I made, you know, before I was anyone who anyone knew. Um, so I, I feel like my core group of friends is really strong and the kids suck up to so much time in your life. I don't really have time for people that are that, That are new to me, and when it's as far as like fans, like when we go out, we've set a strict rule with our family that we don't take pictures when we're with our kids, and that's not because we're trying to make the fan feel disappointed or not pay attention to them. It's just that what we our first priority has to be parenting, and so sometimes we have to say to people, "I'm so sorry. I'd love to talk to you, but I have to watch my child." And most people with a pulse can understand that you're on parenting duty at that point. You know, Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I guess um, I just sort of have a set group of friends. I mean, I'm always open to meeting new
0: people. Sure, sure, sure. sure.
1: But I don't really feel... I guess what I'm saying is I don't really feel like a lot of people have tried to take advantage of me. Well, that's
0: good. That's really good. But I'm really interested in the optimist-pessimist dynamic because Lydia is definitely an optimist and I definitely skew toward... You know, like every morning when when we wake up, she goes, today's going to be an amazing day. And my natural reaction is is it though? Do yeah. you know that? How do you know that? You know? And so just sort of managing the the balance of that and finding a good balance for it because I do feel like, you know, my dad always said, you know, if you put a negative and a positive together, mathematically the negative is always going to win. Uh, and And so that, like just making sure like why don't I want to make sure that we have a nice yeah have a nice balance well, so I how do you,
1: you you're th- supposed to balance each other right because I opened Dax's eyes to a lot like he grew up in a world where there were only wolves I grew up in a world where there were only sheep so yep. I'm a little bit more naive and he reminds me like when you're donating to a new charity please vet them the way that I would vet them and I'm like you know what you're absolutely right sure. or when you're becoming friends with someone just be careful and I open his eyes to the fact that not everyone's out to get him that if <laughs> (laughs) the waiter suggests the dish of the day. It's not because he's Telling Dax what to do. He's just doing his job. Right. He's gonna tell you the dish of the day, you know? That's it. <laughs> so listen
0: to, that's a great advice. You know, Guys, listen to the dish of the listen day. Listen to the
1: dish of the day. I mean, I think we balance each other really well. I think opposites do attract in our household, and it's uh I personally am stimulated by alternate points of view. So I that's why I love talking things out with Dax. I love that he has an opposing viewpoint. At all times, and it's been helpful with our marriage because we're both very fast thinkers that need to stay stimulated. Mm-hmm. And because we're opposing, we stimulate each other a lot. That's but great. I will say there's also research that will tell you that if you just make yourself smile, those muscles will actually start to affect your brain and I do will start know to feel I do happier. know the
0: physiological mind body uh, so yes yes yeah, so
1: I will say I'm not always as cheery because I have I'm very prone to anxiety and depression sure but I'm smart enough to know that if I just do the next right thing or I just try to feel happy, even if I'm not, and it's not being fake. I'm just going, I'm just going to smile. Yeah. I don't even have to feel happy. I'm just going to smile. That literally it usually hurts usually no dissipates.
0: one if you do no, that. No,
1: it hurts no one. Just try it.
0: Yeah. It is good because I think, you know, it It, it always fascinates me that, granted, I do think that there is um, uh, a sort of chronic anxiety, depression, a cultural sure, anxiety, sure, depression, sure, sure. which I really do feel is a side effect of all the um, stimuli we're trying to process at all times and the comparative thinking because we're looking at, you know, heightened idealized versions of the world that may or may not be true, either heightened in a negative way, heightened in a positive comparison
1: way. Comparison hangovers. Sure.
0: Yes, exactly. And so, you know, it's, it, it. I just think it is important to remember that. But this business in particular is, it does really play on that. It just it just rubs on that stuff a little bit more, and simultaneously attracts people who are more prone, more sensitive people, mm-hmm. and then just like mashes at those blisters. Yeah, you just know. gotta
1: do your work because, like, I remember my therapist a long, long time ago was like, "Don't ever let yourself become infantilized," and which is like where you just sort of. I mean, I'm trying to would even describe it as like where you're just having you know a bunch of people do your work for you. Right. Wash your dish. Sure. Wash your dish. I don't care how much money you make. Wash your fucking dish.
0: Right? Do you know what I'm saying? You ate
1: off of it. Wash it. (laughs) It's a problem. You have a standard like that, you're going to be fine. I'm not saying you need to do everything because there are certainly times, I mean, my, Dex's little sister helps us out a ton because she basically like works with us and picks up all the slack that we can't. So I don't feel super guilty if I don't throw in the load of laundry and she does it or I can't pick the kid up from school. But when I can, I do. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, that's smart. That's good. It's it is you know it and it is part and parcel of a lot of the stoicism that I look at on a daily basis. Were
1: you the one that told Dax about stoicism? Yes. Oh, he came home and told me all about it, and now we follow all these weird accounts.
0: <laughs> well, it's a lot of. What I you were love just it saying. though.
1: I love it. It's really helpful because yeah. I like reading like Glennon Doyle. Do you know Glennon Doyle, the writer? Mm-hmm. She's she wrote no. Love Warrior. She's like my true north, and oh, I love reading her. Anything she posts or writes, and it just it right sizes my brain and all my problems. And I find like the stoicism quotes do the same thing for me. Where you just read something great, it's like reading a great Eleanor Roosevelt quote, which my favorite is that I say to myself daily is, "No one can make you feel inferior without your consent." Yes,
0: oh, that's the best. You
1: have to consent to it. You and I'm do. like, oh, wait a minute, I'm just agreeing to feeling terrible
0: today. Yeah, because it's so easy to say like, well, this person made me feel, and you're like, Bleh.
1: no, they did, they didn't. You might have
0: poked at something yeah. or whatever, but you still
1: it's never them it's always you unfortunately (laughs) that's the it's always you
0: Yeah, yeah and so it's you know being able to sort of take responsibility for your own emotions and being able to which I think is very freeing
1: I agree I feel so much self esteem when I when I take responsibility yeah and when I own my shit and I have to say i'm sorry it's not i don't feel like I'm losing or like losing power. I actually feel more powerful
0: sure sure, sure well, that's really good i'm glad that I'm glad because i mean in any of the in any of the sort of like you know t- uh, top tier philosophy yeah. whatever spirituality stuff, you do see a lot of those like. Move with life. Bend, don't break. You know, like, yeah. take each day as it. Don't try to control the outcome. Don't. And so when you think, like, well, you know, this is, these types of ideas have survived for thousands and thousands of years. Maybe there's a yeah, reason yeah. that some of this stuff has yeah. stood the test of time. Yeah. yeah, It's like
1: just, I think they're all saying in so many words,
0: just chill. Just Just chill. Just chill. Are you okay with, um... Uh, How how are you when Because I know Like the show Is in the final season Are you good with transition Or is it sort of like uh, Do you Do you want to hold on To stuff Big
1: time I do yeah I'm a creature of habit For sure Um, But I have mourned Because we finished shooting So I've done my Mourning already Yeah Yeah. And I'm I'm mourning You know I mourn the project Because I love that character I've never played a character Who point blank Tells people to eat her farts Um, (laughs) And that was very exciting Uh, Part of my career. Um, And I also, I really, truly, I just worship Mike Scher and all of the things that come out of his brain. I think he's such a wonderful genius. And he taught me so much about not just philosophy, but just kindness and ethics. And that's the, the, you know, the irony is that's why he ended. The good place is because he said, I found the ending to the show that's worthy. And he and and we were all, Ted and I were raising our hand like, well, what, what, wait a minute, because <laughs> aren't we supposed to just do, like, we're getting paychecks, so it's like, should we just keep going because everybody's got a job? And he's like, I want to, but, you know, we'll create a different show and we'll give the crew a job. But right now, this is where the story ends.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And he wrote it, and it's fucking beautiful. And it's like, it's not saccharine, and it's... It's – I don't know. I, I think it's very worthy for the show. So we were like, you're right. This is the right thing to do. This is us taking responsibility for the the world we've created and ending the story in the correct place.
0: Gosh, that's so antithetical to how television – at know. least television in America. Not in England. They'll do six episodes of something and then that's it. But, yeah. but especially for Ted coming off shows that just run for yeah. like as long as possible – that is kind of a like. Wait, well, if wait you know the ending, couldn't that be season nine?
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. And we said, and Mike, who you know is all of our dad, we're like, dad, 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 dad. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, but and the reality is that show was so much fun to shoot. It was so, so, so much fun to shoot. The hours were so civilized. Everyone brought their families. That's Everyone nice. was really cool and kind. And it was close to everyone's home. Like it was like fifteen minutes from here. So, um, yeah, I'm sad to see it go, but I think I'm I'm proud.
0: But it also in this age of you know, which you also know firsthand, is like the resurrection of yeah. shows is so. Su- I mean, it. I mean, entertainment has always kind of like attempted here and there. Oh, that this show's being remade in the '70s. This was a '50s game yeah. show. They're going to make it in the '70s, and then the, But but now the sort of level of like, is what haven't we what haven't we done yet? You know, mm-hmm. like I do. I do appreciate it because I do like things getting a second and third life and trying I do to figure too, out, like, yeah. how do things evolve? How do characters evolve? Because you do fall in love with characters on shows, and I think it's interesting to see, like... Well, where would they go next, and how, would that, how yeah. would that end
1: up? Yeah, I agree. And then it's a matter of, like, was that – you have to assess, which I'm not qualified to do, but, like, was it successful in the 70s because of the time and the zeitgeist and the culture, and will that type of comedy or action work now? But that's all the fun jigsaw puzzle of putting a project together. Right. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use
0: promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. Are you, st- is, are, are you doing another season of Veronica Mars? We don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You, you, so you don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, because there's a lot. This is the craziest time for television with all of the streaming services. Like, it's the, the upheaval is unprecedented. Yeah, the
1: disruption. And then Disney Plus is launching, which Hulu
0: and- is under. And so it's like everyone's kind of waiting. It's like, what's CBS Viacom going to do? Oh, HBO Max is going to do this. Well, now HBO Max has Turner, so they have all this Cartoon Network stuff. So they have Rick and Morty, and then they, but they also have South Park. And then what is uh, Netflix going to do? And what's up?
1: That- I know. And
0: everything is kind of launching around the same time. And. Everyone in the entertainment business is like,
1: I don't know. Who knows? Gonna, I don't
0: know what's going to happen.
1: I mean, I guess it's great because a lot of them are paying attention to quality, which is awesome. So you have more places to bring a cool or unique idea as opposed to just, you know, Channel 2, 4, and 7 that right. will only take a, a sitcom. So in that way, it's good. Because, like, even, you know, The Good Place, wh- what a weird... Showed a pitch. I mean, Mike walked in and was like, "Okay, first things first, everybody's dead." And they were like, <laughs> "Okay, go on." You know, it's kind of a cool time where uh, really weird, interesting TV can be made. Yeah, I, and hope, films, so. If I really hope so. I they survive Films are hard. Have you seen Parasite?
0: I'm dying to see it. Cause we, pretty much all we watch is horror, and we loved The Host, which was the other film. You hey, guys, good. I've
1: never seen a movie. Uh, that did what that did. It shifted tones three times. Mm-hmm. It is almost impossible to nail a tone, let alone shift a tone without your audience knowing. Yeah. But in the beginning, you're like, it's a comedy. And then you're like, not a comedy. And then it is a very dark social commentary. Can't wait. And it is very important to see, I think, because the the juxtaposition of the families that they're showing you is, I was nauseous watching it. I can't... I was physically nauseous. I can't wait. It's a really beautifully made film.
0: Um, My recommendation to you is a film called One Cut of the Dead. It is Japanese. It's a Japanese zombie. Here's the only thing I will tell you about it, and you don't want to look it up because you don't want it spoiled because you really need to take the journey with it. Here's the only thing I will tell you about this film. About 28 minutes in, you're going to be very confused. Stick with it. That's the only thing I'll say about it. One cut of the dead.
1: One cut of the dead. I'm writing it down.
0: Not not to down. oversell it, because I don't want to like blow up your expectations too much, but Lydia and I were... It was like the most fun thing we've seen in... I can't tell you. Is it out right now? Yeah, it is. It's on Shudder, but it might be on... I don't know if it's going to be on other platforms. Okay. Anytime soon. But I'm sure you'll be able to... I just
1: texted it to myself. And by the way, the previous text I texted to myself was, buy Dax a Von Dutch tea for Christmas. <laughs> for this year? Or was this a... <laughs> no, this year. Because he said in the car the other day, he was like, let me ask you something. Is it ironic now and cool that I could maybe pull off a Von Dutch tea? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure it's- if that will work yet. I don't know if it's ironic enough yet, but I did write it down to get it for him for Christmas.
0: <laughs> he should... Oh, boy. So I have a It's couple- tricky. I have a couple thoughts about that. Number one, you could always fire back with, you know, maybe you shouldn't worry about the result and what other people think, and you should just, you know, do it because it's something that you enjoy. That's true. Or it could... I personally... I don't think enough to... I don't think enough time has passed yet. I think it would – I think it would not – I think it would not play – I think it would play unironically.
1: That is what I was worried about, but I'm still going to get it for him because ultimately it's his body, his choice.
0: It is his body, his choice, but it's like if it, – yeah, I guess it. a lot of it also depends on the context of if Dax – if Dax as an entity – is known for that behavior then that will help push it over the goal right
1: he used to be but no longer
0: it's sort of like if if he wears an ed hardy hat
1: right which side it's of it's just the... like be careful it's... Yeah, you know what i
0: mean <laughs> it's you're you're really just Putting your hand in the in the alligators uh, like it could just snap, yeah, you might it might be funny, you could get it in there and then right. get it back out, but it's it's also a little he's dangerous old.
1: he's always been a bold comedian
0: but it <laughs> 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 the von Dutch well it yeah wow I guess if he went full Von Dutch then it's a little more obvious to me that's too on no, the nose no that's too
1: I wouldn't I don't think I could handle that yeah or
0: or level. if it was like uh, or if he did the same font and it said like Von Douche, or like if there was something silly about it but maybe but I just mm, I hear what he's saying yeah I feel like we're maybe five years out from that right
1: well I'm gonna maybe I'll I'll put a tag on the Christmas present that says open this in five years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas yeah. 2024 right right, right. <laughs> You know what I the perfect advice Kristen is what? let him sit in his embarrassment let him put it on and see if like us magazine celebrities are just like us deck Shepard rocking the uh-huh. von Duxer, and then if he's like shit this backfired go well that that was you shaving the side of your head it's and okay it didn't but it didn't sit, work this right, time It's
1: okay to sit in your room it's okay to that's sit a in- perfect plan
0: <laughs> do you uh do you guys do you ha- do you sort of actively scan? for the present like oh he mentioned this he said this or is your brain always working to sort of figure out like what to do for presents
1: i'm almost done with my christmas shopping what it's before i know and today is halloween because uh i'm pretty good at it i'm always scanning i don't know actually because he's decent at giving gifts but i think also because my he's really close with a lot of my girlfriends and he always has them at his disposal um And he usually asks me, what do you want? Because at the point where you can buy yourself things, you don't just want something. Uh, You don't just want stuff. It's like, have you had your eye on anything cool? Um, But I got everybody's done really early. Um, A lot of them were done by the end of the summer because I have a unique ability. Gift giving is one of my absolute favorite things and I'm very good at it. So I'll hear anything that you say throughout the year and I'll either either remember it or put it into my phone.
0: Oh That's really great. Yeah, Lydia's really good at that too. Like a box will show up and she'll go, your Christmas present's here and I'm like, it's August. <laughs> but then the other problem is that she's also a very bad secret keeper. Uh oh. So cute. she'll just be like, I don't want to tell you what I got. And I go, you, you can't. And then, it, like, December 1st, can I just tell you, no, you still have to wait, like, three and a half more weeks. December 15th, what if I just show you that, no, you can't. That's just how it works. Don't buy presents early if you're going to, if you can't.
1: I get that. I'm also a really good guesser, and so I made a couple mistakes early on with Dax where, like, we, I, um, he didn't know. Well, now he knows, but I would go into the um, living room and pick up the packages to see how heavy they were. And then I could figure it out. I'm also good at guessing. And so right before the kids were born, I remember we sat down to open Christmas presents and I was like, Oh, I'm so excited to open my La Crusade pot. And he was like, what? And he was really bummed that I spoiled it. He goes, how long have you known that? And I was like, I don't know, like a month.
0: Well, they're very heavy. They're
1: so heavy, and what they're else clanky. Could it be? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. If you hear a couple of heavy, clanky pieces in it's there, yeah. Be that. Yeah, yeah. What color did you get?
1: I got an orange. Nice I orange. Got a really nice orange. Um, and then also a green one for like a big like
0: stew pot. Nice. So, yeah, they're gorgeous. They're stunning. You
1: want to hear the best gift ever yes. though, that I've done twice, and Please. I'm so happy to share. Um, so I did this first for Dax, and this was um, I don't know a couple years ago before our kids were born so he is if you find someone's favorite book he's his name comes out of this like weird sexy grocery store novel that his mom read called The Adventurers and I found a first edition copy of The Adventurers and then you this this um that
0: uh, characters wearing a
1: Von Dutch shirt. Rough a hundred percent. the this project does take a couple months. You gotta be you gotta do this in advance. But I sent it I got the original copy and then I sent it to all of the important people in his life. So I sent it back to Michigan. I sent it to his grandparents, to his dad, to his friends from home, to his friends out here, and asked everyone to like graffiti the pages oh, or wow. put pictures, like his dad put a bunch of pictures of them when they were like riding a tractor when he was little and inscribe things like write over it, rip the pages out, put in pictures of yourself, and then you give it to them. And then they have this sort of, like, book that, that is important to them and this, like, journal of why they are important mm-hmm. on the inside. And I also did it to my friend Jedediah, who, as it turns out, had too many friends because I sent the book, the goddamn book, went to Africa twice. What? As he has friends in Uganda, and then it also went to Canada. So it took a while. It took a long, long time. It took me almost six months to do Jedediah's. And so Jedediah... Uh, bike road from the tip of Oregon to the tip of Patagonia on his bike oh um, in his 30th year because his father, tell me if you can't follow this story, I'm by follow, the way. Okay. His father was like the National Geographic story that Forrest Gump was loosely based on, the guy who walked across America. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Right, and he shot uh, pictures about it and then that story was sort of like lifted and they made that movie and um, so his dad ended up in this city in Oregon so he said, in honor of my father, what I'm going to do is bike ride all the way to Patagonia. So it was great. So he was like, I'm going to learn Spanish. Wonderful. His favorite book is East of Eden, right? And I go, Ding, ding, ding. Perfect. I'm going to do the book thing. I got a first edition Spanish copy of East of Eden. Holy shit. I called a friend in Spain. We located it. Brought it back here for six months. I sent it all over the world. Um, I had to have it rebound halfway through because the jabronis that were handling it were not careful. (laughs) And... Um, I had friends who like, I had really creative friends. Well, Jed had really creative friends who like hollowed out a section of it and put a joint in there oh and gosh. like, just, it was absolutely beautiful. They like paper mache some of it. And I had to, the book was like super thick. And then right before he left for his trip, they gave it to him. But that's a really good present. That it took way too a, long to explain.
0: That is an incredible Find
1: present. a book, have the family sign it.
0: But that's also, Wow. You're really good at delayed gratification because mm-hmm. it, it's just so easy now to be like, click, click, done. You know, yeah. like that is real.
1: But that, I guess, harkens back to my respect for like that lizard that, that you <laughs> oh, made. Yes. I like things that have meaning. Of course. You know, I like things that have a memory around them. Like a click, click, buy is like, that's junk.
0: Yes, especially because, you know, we are such rabidly addicted consumers And most things aren't special anymore because you could just get it on your phone. Like, it doesn't doesn't really – there's just no real work. There's no investment in it. There's no investment in it Mm -mm. at all. Like, even even some weird – even that book you could have just found in, you know, like, source. But the fact that you took the time to make it special – that's really good gift giving. Thanks. Shit, I gotta get on this because it's already like November first is tomorrow. Yeah, but do it. Pick your wife's like
1: favorite book or a significant book, or it can even be like a children's book she loved, and then pop it in the mail with a bunch of like one day overnight slips. Send an email to the twenty people that are closest to her. Look, I'll do this for you before I leave. I'm gonna write it all <laughs> that out. Christmas My Christmas How present. My Christmas I present? You to get my
0: wife's Christmas yes. present. Well, I have like I I I'm very I I am a good scanner. And I am a good listener. And, and last year for her uh, birthday, her favorite, one of her favorite movies is um, uh, Army of Darkness.
1: Oh, uh, of course.
0: And I found at, a, at an entertainment memorabilia auction a, um, a Necronomicon that was used in Ash vs. Evil Dead. And it is incredible because inside they took the time to put all, like every page has like, like, st- like Necronomicon art in Blood Red on it. And uh, and the, the only—but because of my—I don't have, like, a, de, a delayed gratification gene, I should have gotten Bruce Campbell to sign it. But I, as soon as I got it and it was a birthday, I just gave it to her because I just wanted to give it to her.
1: That's fine. That's still great. That's still great. <sighs> Fuck. No, that's still great. Don't do that. Sit in your embarrassment for a minute and flush <laughs> it down the meh, toilet. Meh,
0: meh. No, I can't it's flush still it. There's saran perfect. wrap on the toilet. That's right. We can't I, go my, pee. My embarrassment's splashing back all over me. I just like gift
1: giving in general. I think it's so fun to think about someone, to secretly think about someone when they don't know that you're thinking how special they are, and then surprise them with something. I just love it. I love helping other people. I'm I constantly around this time of the year will. Text my guy friends that I know maybe aren't as intuitive as mm-hmm. they wish they were, and be like, "Dear Charlie, Erica is really in love with Drunk Elephant facial <laughs> care products right now." Is you that know, a hundred percent. Drunk
0: Elephant. Drunk care?
1: Elephant. Yeah, it's like a facial care company. My friend Erica likes, and I would. I texted Charlie last year, and then I texted my friend Ryan a couple of things that his wife likes. I, lo- I like. I'm very stimulated by doing that. But that's unbelievable because I feel like as, a secret like I don't know wizard or
0: something. Well, yes because the 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 idea that you are uh, have as many things going on as you do and, you know, work and family and 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 you know your own stuff that you're managing and still are that connected to other people in the world. That is a very rare. I mean, it's very easy to see why people love you guys so much because I think all that stuff it's not like, you know, every time you're in public you're like, I'm thinking of other people, but there is something about both of you that I think people just go, god damn it, I just like them. I don't I just like them. They're just they just seem like nice people. I'm
1: flattered. We try to be nice people. We try to be. I mean, look, we're both aware that we're not the only people on the planet and I think that's, you know, that's the whole point of why we made the good place is like human relationships, human connection, even the hard moments are the whole point of being on earth. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what Dax's podcast is also about yeah. at the same time. Is he, uh, is his show back, his show's back on?
1: Bless This Mess? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I mean,
0: there, you have a lot of stuff to, you have Frozen 2 that people, I mean, you know, it, people are going to see that. It's it's almost weird. Like, I almost wonder if it's weird when they send you on like a big press tour for something like Frozen 2 because in a way it's like, you think people are not going to well, watch believe
1: this? Believe me, you think that wasn't my response to the email when they sent the first press tour, and it was like 80 days, and I was like, guys, 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 <laughs> guys,
0: guys, <laughs> guys. i guys, not you guys, sure guys, guys. saw Frozen 1, but guys, people are probably going to. Guys, people are
1: going to go see this movie. Okay, so let's dwindle this down to the necessities, what we really need to do, okay?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't... Were you a Disney? I assume you were a Disney. Big time,
1: big time, yeah. So
0: I <clears throat> brought my iPad down because I... Have a love-hate relationship with this game, Disney Kingdoms.
1: Of course.
0: Have you played this?
1: Um, no, but I think I did the voice for it. If you yeah, want a you're, character, yeah, Goddamn yeah, right, I, did you the, did. I haven't played it, but I know people love it, and I did do the voice.
0: It is so. So now I'm in the character menus. <laughs> this fucking game. Oh no. I. You. You basically like. You. 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 you re, like there is a way to play this game without. Paying to get stuff, but
1: I doubt it. That's be- not
0: because of my impatience. Yeah, I have absolutely paid to advance in this game. Very sure. excited about the Nightmare Before Christmas. There and we go. There it is. There they are. Yeah, there they are. I mean, it it is really upsetting how much I, I've been every day. I check in on this game.
1: Really? Yeah. What? Do you play any other games other than that one?
0: No, I stopped playing games because. Um, Maybe you're familiar with the addictive personality profile. I've
1: heard of it. I've and heard so of it. I, yeah. So I,
0: I was having a problem where I would just like, I would play games for you know hundreds of hours because mm-hmm. I like these open world RPG type games. And in January, I just decided, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start taking piano lessons and and, and, and spend. The, I just wanted to see what would happen if yeah. I took this an, an equivalent amount of time to try to learn a, a skill. Uh huh. And it's been great. Like now, I can fucking kind of play the piano, and uh, and I couldn't before. So it, so yes, it it is a little bit of an all or nothing kind of thing with games. Sure. Lydia keeps buying me games for the Switch, and she goes, "I know you're probably not going to play these." And I go, "I know I can't because I just won't do anything else." But this game, this Disney Kingdoms game, I check in with you know like twenty minutes a day or something. Do you feel
1: empowered that you also know you know that you can live without something? Like, do you feel yeah the strength of going like okay? I've tried it even if you go back to it but sure. I can live without that game. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, I've yeah, done yeah. it for 3 months I can live without that. I yeah, imagine because, that must give you self esteem. Of
0: course. Well because I know how to flash forward like I I know I I know how to flash forward and go okay I could do this. But in a couple of weeks, I know this is what the landscape of my life will be like. Yeah. And I, maybe I don't want to do that. So it's easier for me just to not engage with yeah. it. And, you know, so that I think that's, that's part of the reason yeah. as well. But I love that you're so open. And I appreciate that you... I mean, I don't think that I haven't been taking, like, mental parenting notes this entire time. On
1: your new parenting podcast? <laughs>
0: yeah, on, my, on the new parenting podcast. <laughs> Why do we talk
1: about my kids? Ugh! I promised I wouldn't be that person. You
0: know what? You're not talking about... You, you, no, that, no, no. That's different. It's different... To, what you're talking about is life experiences, how you navigate parenting. You're, you, there's a reason, and not just like, look at this drawing, my kid did, isn't it? Aren't they great? You that's know, true. Like-
1: well, that's because they're fucking terrible <laughs> drawers. But Charles, um, <laughs> like, you might as well give a pen to a woodchuck. But but I guess you know what? I guess this this does. M- The reason that I do lead with parenting stuff, even on non-parenting podcasts, because in my head right now, I'm insecure that like your listeners are not all parents and they're going to go, could she shut up about having kids right now? Like I'd like to hear a regular adult podcast. But then I think the reason I do it is because I know that parenting is really fucking hard. And since I'm there right now, that it feels like since we're monkeys, we should be sharing the tips we know. That is
0: a very adult take on parenting, though. And also the fact that you talk about the good and you talk about the bad. And quite honestly, a lot of the stuff you've said about your kids, I feel like I think adults could probably benefit from that. Like, I've been listening to stuff going, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, like, what a great way. Like, sitting in embarrassment isn't just a kid thing.
1: Right, that's true. That's something,
0: especially because there are so many ways that are available to us to distract ourselves mm-hmm. from having to sit in anything yeah. that we, that any slight discomfort, get
1: comfortable with the uncomfortable emotions. Well, you have to, yeah. because
0: well, you don't have to, but if you don't, then sooner or later, life is going to be uncomfortable, and then you're not going to be... Yeah,
1: I think you do have to. It's yeah. a survi- It's survival, because if you don't, and you don't practice it, you will turn to something that fills up the emptiness. Parent
0: yourself, you guys.
1: Guys, just parent yourself and chill. Chill out. Just chill. Everything's
0: fine. Everything will be fine. You know? You know, and also the smiling thing is nice too. It's a good piece of advice. It is
1: nice to smile.
0: I hope you have an amazing Halloween, even though this is going up after Halloween. Thanks, Halloween right now. I, I, people should see that you are wearing this amazing orange onesie <laughs> yeah. with yeah Halloween pajamas. All, you're wearing Halloween pajamas. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing a pumpkin head shirt. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a picture of it or something and yeah. post the, uh, the thing. And uh, anytime y'all want... We're fucking neighbors. I
1: know. By the way, I was like, could have <laughs> thrown eggs at your house from my house. I, I mean, was like, how is he so close? And I didn't know that.
0: I've talked to Dax before about like, do we make a zip line?
1: Oh, my God, yes.
0: (laughs) From our house down to your house, because we're up the hill a little bit.
1: Minimally, we look into the permit. Minimally, we look into the permit, You know,
0: there's, like, you know, one busy major street that we go over, you know? Big deal. How long, how far is that? Like, 20 feet? You know, like, it'd be fine. Come on. I really think it would be fine. I agree. But anytime, because we have have folks over, we have little barbecues, we have an arcade downstairs, you know? Uh, Sweet. So, please, anytime you all want to come by. Um, Happy Halloween. Happy holidays. And uh, thanks. So much. The end. ID10T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.